Do you have some sort of unexplainable disease that doctors refuse to talk to you about? Well, go to the hospital. Well, they'll just cut your heart out instead. We watched X-Ray, a.k.a. The Hospital Massacre. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Happy Valentine's Day, Moon Goons. It is that time of year. Love is in the air. Cupid's flying around, shooting people with arrows, which I think is just, you know, crazy and irresponsible. But whatever. It is Valentine's Day. We watched Hospital Massacre, a.k.a. X-Ray, here on the Horrible Horror Podcast, the show where we watch the worst of worst in horror movies. Movies so bad, they're scary. I have all sorts of messed up my intro today, but who the fuck cares? I'm Marshall Hampton, your host. With me today is Aaron Southworth, my co-host. We're... All sorts of giddy for this movie because it is a shit fest. Uh, Aaron, how are you doing today? Before I love we get you, into this, Marshall, I Aww. love you with all my heart. Aww. Happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Day to you too. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. It's uh, that time of year when you buy the chocolates, you get the flowers, you book the reservation at the restaurant. It's a time of year you either love it or hate it. If you yeah. got that sweet somebody, you love it. If you're single, you fucking hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems that's it's always the way. But when you're married, and you're just like, well, how about I just buy a $10 teddy bear, cook a dinner, and call it a day? <laughs> I got to put my scratchy pants on and start, did, and start binge-watching this new show on Netflix. Did I just, did I just like, tip my cat towards what I'm doing? Maybe? Yeah. Sorry, honey. Uh, this week, we watched uh, the movie named X-Ray, also known as Hospital Massacre, and a bunch of other shit we'll get into later. And I bet you're thinking to yourself, why? Why would you be watching this? It doesn't sound like a Valentine's Day movie, but, oh, it surprisingly is. Uh, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> sort of. Uh, it was released uh, in April of 1982, uh, written by Mark Beam with uh, credit for the story going to- Mark what? BM B E H M. When you said B M, oh. I was like Mark Baumoo, and I'm like appropriate name. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, and then uh, I was directed by uh, Boaz Davidson. Uh, Boaz. Boaz. And BM. Oh <laughs> Boaz. Uh, you can find this movie on Amazon if you do choose and want to try to watch it. Uh, the cast. Uh, not a whole lot here to talk about. There's only two people I'm going to mention here. Uh, the first is. Charles Lucia, uh, he plays Harry. He had 74 credits. He was in the Lori Petty movie back in the 90s, Tank Girl. Tank Girl. He was in Tank Girl. Ice-T was in Tank Girl also. <laughs> uh, he was also, I thought this was fun, uh, he was in the pilot episode of the 1980s TV show Small Wonder about the little robot girl. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess he just did the pilot and then they replaced him for the regular <laughs> show. But uh, And he was also in... Uh, Vice Versa, which is the Judge Reinhold, Fred Savage body swapping movie. Fucking from the love 80s. that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a whole bunch of that time. Eighteen again, Vice Versa. Yeah, like right, father, it, like son. Yeah, yeah. There was a bunch of body swapping. Freaky, movies. the whole the Freaky Friday. Freaky Fri- yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was like a big thing in the eighties. Um, I think, and I will mention uh, J- John Van Ness just because uh, he's uh, this is the second time he's come up on our little show here. 
Uh, he was in 4-3 Crash along with Alligator 2, The Mutation, uh, The Hitcher, uh, The Postman, Ours Wings Twice. And, like I said, for us here, he was in Tourist Trap, where he played Jerry, uh, which was a movie we did of all nice, yeah. way back when. Mm-hmm. Now, the main get of this movie, the big star of the movie uh, at the, for the time, was is Barbie Benton. Uh, she plays the lead character, Susan. Now, she has only 22 credits for her career of acting, but she was a big name at the time. She was in Love Boat, Fancy Island, a movie called Death Stalker, which is, I think, like a cheap Conan the Barbarian ripoff. Like, yeah. Kind of um, like Beastmaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah the guy from Beastmaster is actually in that movie <laughs> as the Barbarian. Yeah. Uh, now, again, her claim of fame was, again, she was famous for being hot. beautiful, being hot. She's, uh, she's, she's easy on the eyes, I'll tell yes. you that, man. She's a good-looking lady. Uh, she, had, she did two different spreads in Playboy. She actually lived with Hugh Hefner for seven years Ow. from, from uh, 1969 to 1976. She was 18 years old when she... Uh, and he was 42 at the time when they when she moved to LA and uh you know you know he was all up in those guys. Oh, you know, oh, it's it's been documented it totally was. Uh they had like a very open swinging relationship, swingers relationship. Oh uh, boy, Hef. So he she also recorded went on to record four country and pop music albums, four Playboy records in the 70s. I didn't even know Playboy had a record album, a record label, but they did. That seemed to be like the golden era of the of Playboy. It was like the late 70s, oh, yeah, early 80s. Oh, like, yeah. It was like Playboy everything. Yeah, I, 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 would, make, I, I would agree with that. makes sense. Uh, she, she Barry Bent was played by Rebecca Herbst in the 1999 TV movie Hefner Unauthorized. So she was in a biofilm. Uh, her first TV appearance was on the syndicated show Playboy After Dark, uh, 1969, where she functions as Hugh Hefner's co-host slash sidekick, and she is now an interior direct interior decorator. And I said I found when I was doing my research on it, I found this quote by her, which is just absolutely insane when you stop and think about it. So it has nothing to do with movies or this movie. It's just a weird ass thing to say. So um, I, I had to read. Let her rip. All right. I believe that mink are raised to be turned into fur coats. And if we didn't wear fur coats, those little animals would never have been born. So is it better not to have been born or to have lived for a year or two to have been turned into a fur coat? I don't know. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, you know, those uh, (laughs) minks out in the wild, they were intended for us to wear as coats. That's my purpose. And if we don't kill them and wear them, then we are we are denied them of their lives. We purpose. are doing those beings a disservice <laughs> by not butchering them and wearing their skins. That's the craziest thing I've or one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Yikes! Oh my god! <laughs> no, we didn't exactly respect her, but my my opinion of her you kind of just dropped a bit. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so uh, okay, we're now moving on to the movie. Uh, the movie opens with this ear-piercing sound effect music. I mean, it may, always makes my ears bleed. It's awful. Uh, and right off the bat, you notice that this movie suffers from an identity crisis. Because, like I said, it's called... When you look it up on Amazon, it says X-Ray. Mm-hmm. Almost everything online, X-Ray. YouTube, IMDb, it's all named X-Ray. But in the m- opening credits, it's called Hospital, Hospital Massacre. Massacre. So it's got two different names in the first two seconds of this movie. Um now, which, by the way, I want to say, I think Hospital Massacre is a much better name for this movie than X-Ray. I have no idea why it was changed or whose idea it was, but I think Hospital Massacre is much better than X-Ray. Yeah. It, it, X-Ray really makes, it's... The only thing is they just look at X-Rays from time yeah, to time. Yeah, X-Rays play a part in the movie, but the name of the whole movie, X-Ray, is, is retarded. Yeah, it makes you think they're going to kill him with 
overexposure to radiation. Yeah. This will kill you in 30 years. Or it's not like, <laughs> or like maybe like some like cheesy like 60s sci-fi movie where like x-rays are like gonna be some super technology or right something. i don't know um so after the crash we go to susan's house 1961 which again it was a little weird because most of you say oh it'd be like boston 1961 or you know chicago it's like it's a susan's house <laughs> or just say 1961 but you no, know where that is you know you know, know, know where susan's house, house is <laughs> so uh, we get a young Susan and who I think was her brother playing with a toy train set. And now, lo and behold, lo and behold for you diehard moon goons, I was blown away by who plays young Susan. It's Elizabeth Hoy, the same girl who played Debbie in Bloody Birthday. Yeah, which we just did a couple weeks ago. A few weeks ago, yeah. I saw that and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, all right. I had no idea. I was like, ah, I did the same thing. Yeah. I was like smiling. Yeah, I was like, oh, look at her. Go, all right. And uh, so now you can definitely tell it's Valentine's Day in the movie because th- there's just red cutout hearts decorating this room. Um, I thought to myself, now maybe back in the early '80s, they said it was Valentine's Day was a much bigger deal. Well, this was '61. And it, oh yeah, '61. The movie was made in April. Right? Yeah. Okay, '61. But I've never seen anyone decorate this much for Valentine's Day. I mean, right? they decorate their living room like it's Christmas. Right, I know. I thought that was really strange, too. There's like, like I, heart garland laying around, going everywhere. Like, just... I used to manage a music store, and I remember, like, I used to decorate for, like, holidays and stuff, and they go, Aaron, you know you decorate for Valentine's Day. I'm like, fucking Valentine's <laughs> Day? Okay, so, you know. You're I was... smack a heart up on the wall, we're done. Yeah. That's I was... all you need. <laughs> yeah, I just hung up hearts, and that was it. You know, I, I pushed, you know, fucking Frank Sinatra records, and you some know, black, sweet, love, sweet Lionel Richie. Yeah, yeah, some uh, Marvin Gaye Hello. and stuff like that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, so I've never seen so many Valentine's Day decorations in one in one house. Uh, the camera pans over to the window, and we see a younger boy, another young boy, the same age as Susan, like, pop his head up, and he's, like, creepy, just stares in, stares inside at Susan, and holy fuck, oh I my God. shit you not, Moogoon! It's Curtis! <laughs> it's Billy Jane, a.k.a. Curtis! From Bloody Birthday. When I saw that, I was like, ah! I was like, oh my god, it's the sequel! I couldn't get enough. I was just like, yes, yes, it's yes. It's like, Curtis yes. has escaped from Juvie. He's tracked down Debbie. And they're like, they're about to go on a killing spree again. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and even the blonde boy had a similarity yeah, to... that that wasn't Steven. Yeah. Uh... Like the group, the crew's back together. Again. It's all back together. Um, all I have to say is those two kids had a very busy 1981 because both yeah, Bloody Birthday yeah. and this movie were filmed and came out at like the same time. Like uh, you think they'd they'd go? You know what? Maybe we should get someone different because maybe they'll make the connection. Like nah, no nah, man. That'd be you, good. you find a kid star, you want to plug, you want to drain those kids of all their life. <laughs> uh, so basically, Curtis creeps around to the front door and leaves a large. Red card on the doorstep, knocks the door, runs away, that whole gig. Susan answers the door and finds the car, takes it inside. And again, we see Curtis raise his head up outside the window to spy on Susan as she opens the card. And it's a Valentine's Day card asking Susan to be his Valentine. From and, Harold. Yeah, and we learn that Curtis's name, the kid's name is Harold in this mm-hmm. movie. So now both Susan and her brother start laughing at the card. Like Harold is like the biggest loser. Like, oh my God, can you believe this? Uh, he crumples it up and throws on the floor like, yeah. ha, 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 what a douche. Yeah, it's like he might as well just stepped on and spit on it for good measure. Like, that's how bad like, this reaction was. So Harold is like glaring at him, giving like the death stare through the window. And Susan goes in the kitchen to cut cake. And uh, 
her brother goes back to playing with this, the toy this train. This cake cutting scene, it was weird. The it way was they did really it. weird. So she's coming out, she, she walks into the kitchen and pulls out a gigantic knife. Oh, you mean a fucking machete? Yeah, it was fucking huge. I've never seen a knife that big in anybody's like individual kitchen. And I think it was a mistake on whoever was shooting the photography because it looks like she's walking up creepily towards something. But you can clearly see at the edge there's part of the cake. And then she like starts to come down and then they pull back to show the cake. But there's you can see most of it. Yeah, they look like, you know, she's, like they make it look like she's creeping up like this like to kill somebody with this thing. And then he's like, oh no, I'm just gonna cut but, the cake. But you can clearly see the ke- cake while she's creeping. So I'm like, uh, she's gonna go cut that cake. <laughs> like there was just enough of it showing that I could identify that it was a fucking cake. It was stupid. Yeah, I agree. I thought that that was really dumb too. Like, just I, a waste of time. Um, so uh, she after, after she's cut the cake, she hears noises coming from the living room. Uh, so she grabs the cake in hand and she goes back. And now at this point, I, realize, I think I might have been wrong saying that this kid was her brother because she says, look what my mom made us, which would be a weird thing for if they were siblings. So this is her little boyfriend. Yeah. So I'm like, this, these are the friends. This is her cute little boy, baby boyfriend or something like that. Ooh la la. Um, so in regards, it doesn't matter. So they, she enters the living room. She drops the cake and screams when she sees the now dead body of Dave, the boy, hanging by his head from a coat rack. <laughs> Which I'm sorry, I cannot do this scene justice. It's so, <laughs> it's so crazy to, just to see this happen. It's like what? I don't what? Know, was the kid hanging? Was his head smashed? There through are it? so many questions. I don't know what's this. happening. I know. He's just hanging by his head from the coat <laughs> rack. Like I, I love it because, like I said, there's so many questions about this. Um. First, but before I get into those questions, like first, this is definitely a first for us. I've never seen death by coat rack before. Yeah, so that's a first. Good point. Uh, but what I really want to know is how David ended up on the coat rack. I mean, first of all, there's no way that Harold would have the upper body strength to hoist a dead body up onto this coat rack and hang him there. Nor would he be tall enough to reach that high on the coat rack in right. the first place. And then we don't know if David was killed first and then hoisted up, or if he was killed by his head being like smushed Smash- between like the. The, the rungs or the, the hooks or whatever they're called? I don't, I don't know, but the r- regardless. <laughs> it's hilarious. Kid's dead, hanging on the coat rack. Hanging on a coat rack. Susan screams and looks over, and who's <laughs> in the window again, just smiling like, yeah, that's right, bitch. It's fucking Curtis. It's, it's straight up Curtis, Yeah, it's Curtis, it's, yeah. It's that, that Curtis evil grin smiling. He's like, uh-huh. And then he just turns like walks away. Like with that sweet strut <laughs> yeah. that he has. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> And as he runs Kurt goes away, we go back to the crumbled Valentines on the floor, and that's it. Now we jump ahead twenty years. <laughs> now oh, okay, yeah, go on. You got something to go here? <laughs> oh, I'll bring it back up. All right. Just god damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's how the movie starts. Okay. Yep. I'm like, all right, well. So Susan is now all grown up. She has a daughter with her ex husband Tom who's an, an asshole. Who hates oranges. Who hates oranges. The man hates oranges. And apparently he hates Watching his own kid, uh, <laughs> but but Susan's now with her new fiance Jack. Uh, Jack takes Susan to the hospital for her test results, which, and myself, I found weird because I don't know. Again, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't know who goes to the hospital for test results because normally they're like sent to your doctor's office. You don't have to go to the hospital for those unless your doctor's office is in the hospital. I don't have any doctor's offices in the hospital. You don't. Some people do. Do they, do they still have? I thought all doctors had like their offsite, whatever. All right. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. It's like saying that always. It, it's a great excuse. It's yeah. like the never, it's the excuse that never stops. It, it's a win Trump card. 
Yeah, it's a trump card. But there's 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 a few. There still are a few offices in hospitals. Okay. Um. So <laughs> I'll take your word for it. You've worked in hospitals. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so they arrived at the hospital, Jack, and then Jack asked her if she'll be all right since this is the hospital where a patient ran amok last year. And now you would think this would be an important piece of information or have some bearing on the result of the movie. But nope, nah. be wrong, never comes back, nothing happens of it, just a pointless, stupid thing to say. I hate it. Is it supposed to be a swerve? Yeah, it's supposed know. to be, like, why is that even, it's just stupid. I don't even know what the point of writing that in the script was at this at, at, at here, so. Anyway, Susan heads in, Jack waits in the car for her, because she's like, oh, I'll just be a few minutes, he waits. And as she walks in, the camera pans up, like, several stories to where a doctor dressed in, like, a surgical, like, surgical mask, like, his head, this, like, weird, I guess, old 80s head covering. I don't, they don't wear them anymore. Um, and he's watching her, uh, and always sees his eyes, and he's, he's watching her enter the building. Susan gets to the elevator as a creepy, but yet surprisingly classily dressed janitor in a bow tie watches her. Dude, this janitor, I love this janitor. It's like if <laughs> Bill Nye the Science Guy and Pee Wee Herman had a kid. Oh my god, that's great! This would be that's so perfect. This would be the janitor. <laughs> I love it. He's wearing a, like a pretty like he's nice wearing, brown outfit yeah, with a bow tie. He's wearing brown pants, brown button-up shirt with a black bow tie. I'm like, and I'm maybe like, I've never seen a janitor in a bow tie. Nope. Who, who does that? That's Bill Nye, Pee Wee Herman kid. Oh man, it's amazing. So on the elevator, she meets uh, this drunk patient. His name's Hal, and he, he's basically passed out eating a, a, a hamburger. And Hal comes up many times in this movie and just gets weirder and weirder and more sexual fender. I love Hal because he's he's a patient. He's wearing a hospital gown. Yes, with a clip-on. Yes, tie I was gonna call him that later. But a yeah, sports jacket. <laughs> like this guy's awesome. It's not a sports jacket. It's just a robe. It's a full-length robe. Oh, I thought he had a sports jacket. Yeah, it looks first. like because the, the pattern on mm-hmm. it looks like a, it's no, it's a full-length robe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he wears a clip-on tie with a stylish robe. I love, yeah, how Al gets interesting. So, uh, we cut to the ninth floor, which is all dark, and we switch to a POV shot of someone walking through this dark rooms, breathing all heavy, opens the door to room 907, which is also dark, and inside he walks up to a framed picture of young Susan. Uh, which yeah. Is, again, just hang, why is this picture of her hanging? And he's like, starts stroking it. Yeah, he's like petting the picture frame, and which is just creepy, like... Why would that be hanging? Like, nobody else is going to notice this weird picture on. here. Yeah. Um, so we next see that very same hand reach out and pull a, a lever that looks like it should be, like, in Dr. Frankenstein's office. Right. Like, it's alive! Pull the trigger, there's a lightning strike. Yeah, it's like an electrical uh, breaker. kill switch. Yeah, breaker. Yeah, like a breaker. Um, yeah, you pull it and it... Yeah. So uh, the elevator, Susan's in, comes to a stop. Just stop. And Susan's calling out for help, help, whatever. We cut to Dr. Jacobs' office, where Dr. Jacobs is then caught up to the ninth floor as well. So off she heads. Dr. Jacobs to the ninth floor. Yeah. Uh, she takes the stairs. The elevator's not working. One thing I do like about this movie is that it was kind of accurate during the daytime scenes of the hospital. How they're constantly paging people overhead. Constantly paging people overhead. Because all throughout the movie, it's just page, page, page. And that's how it is in the hospital. There's lots of paging going on. So I like that. Okay. Yay. Uh, uh, so, speaking of you like that part of the hospital... Uh, I have a problem with this because up on the ninth floor, it's now lit up a little bit, but it looks like a rundown shithole. Like, there's no way I think a working hospital in a big city would look like this. It's just dark, grungy, and looks abandoned. Well, you kind of skipped the part where they talked, like when she came, when Susan came up 
to the ninth floor. They, 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 the doors open. There's just three people wearing <laughs> yeah. their fumigation okay. mask going, yeah, you need to get out of here, sweetie. Yeah, hey, kiddo. Yeah. <laughs> You're about to get the louse here, see? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Susan went up to the ninth floor yeah. as by mistake. But, okay, even if they're fumigating, I'll give them that. There, it still so looks... the floor is closed, and you I... know the way I looked at it is like the floor is under repairs. They're they're going to be doing something but new. There's a... Yeah, it, looks, it like just shit, looks like shit but... everywhere, and even just fumigating, they're not going to be like piles of shit and stuff just toss all over the place. Exactly, but it's like, why would Doctor Jacobs, if she, I mean, if you work in the hospital and they say come up to the ninth floor, she should know. Oh, they're fucking fumigating up there. Yeah, they're doing a construction up there. Why the fuck am I going to the ninth floor? Yeah, that's a great point too. A really great point. That is never addressed at all in this movie. Um, so Jacobs enters room 913, which, of course, is also dark, cluttered, and it looks like it's just been an abandoned room. And it's like all sorts of shit just piled up in this room. There's gurneys and, like, medical skeletons and just this shit upon shit in this room. <laughs> yeah. That it's like, what? Again, what hospital would allow this to happen? Uh, and she opens up a metal locker, look inside. Because uh, yeah, I guess she hears a noise this is or the something. Thing is she just starts exploring, like looking for things. Like, yeah. wouldn't she be up there going, "What the fuck am I being paged up here for?" Yeah. There's Hello? nobody Why am I here? here. Yeah, but yeah, she I'm out of here. Her. Yeah, exactly. But she snoops around. She's but actually... there's no reason for her to snoop no, around. Exactly, no reason whatsoever. And she's all scared, looking the whole time. So that like, feeling of like suspense or like what's going on. It's like it doesn't. It never comes into play. Right. It, it wasn't even there because no. she just gets up there and is like, "Now it's time for me to snoop." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> No, you'd go up there and be like, hello, hello. I'm a busy doctor, yeah. goddammit. <laughs> Fuck off, I'm going back to my office. Yeah. Uh, so she, uh, yeah, she looks inside this locker, nothing there. She closes the locker, and that's when she gets grabbed from behind by a, a doctor, in sur- this doctor we saw earlier in the surgical garb. He, she, Dr. Jacob is spun around, and then she's just viciously stabbed, repeat, like just bloody vicious brutal stabbing she gets fucking stabbed up oh yeah the blood covers like the blood just splattering every covers the surgeon's face mask and lab coat uh the surgeon screams and grunts with each stab it's pretty brutal. like it's i kind of like the cure because he's like ah, ah, ah. i mean he's vicious he's killing the shit out of her it's yeah. not it's 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 definitely like visceral yeah you know? very like, visceral. There, there's some rage in there so after the murder the surgeon flips on the that lever again and sending the power back to the elevator, Susan goes about her way. Uh, now, the Susan, surgeon enters Dr. Jacobs' office and switches out Susan's x-rays. Uh, at the same time, Susan's knocking on the door. He just hides in the closet as she enters and turns around. When she says, oh, nobody's here. I'll leave. Uh, and But then she, <laughs> again, fucking 80s. Gotta love him. She, ent- she leaves the doctor's office, sitting on the bench in the hallway, and lights, lights up a cigarette. Lights up a smoke. In the hospital. Ah, the days when you can light up a smoke in the hospital. The wonderful 80s strike again. God damn. It was like, <laughs> I was watching that, and I was like, <laughs> 80s. <laughs> Even early 90s shit, man. Uh, so back on the ninth floor, the creepy janitor now enters. Again, why he would know. Again, I, not that you pointed up that people should be known about this game. It's just going to drive me nuts, this whole, because I didn't even think about that. So for some reason, the janitor is now up on the ninth floor for no on for no, no reason whatsoever. Reason. He's just up there now, and he's go, he's like hello. Yeah, he's just looking around and he, like asking for like the, when you go up to the ninth floor and it's foggy. It's like is it like written on the wall? Must start snooping. Yeah. You know, there's no rationale. He just hello. What's going? What's going on up here? Why? And of course, he enters the same room where Doctor Jacobs was killed, and uh, he goes over to the same metal locker, opens it up, and this time he finds inside. 
the dead body of Dr. Jacobs hanging upside down, <laughs> yeah. which I'm like, why upside down? Because that just seems like a lot of extra work to put a body in upside down and get to stay that way. I don't like it for some reason, because that's not <laughs> what I expected. I expected him to open the locker, the body falls on him. But it was like, wait, that's her feet. <laughs> Whoa, she's, like she's doing down. a handstand. Like, how is she propped up and they're upside down? That's unique. Like, is yeah. she, like, did he, like, tie her shoelaces together and hang her? Like, around like, the hook? Around the hook. Like, where you hook your jacket yeah. or something. <laughs> I don't know. So the janitor takes off to get help. He opens the door to leave, and boom, he's face-to-face with the surgeon. The janitor's like, hey, dude, you, you got help with this murder, and the surgeon's Dr. like... Dr. Jacobs has been killed. Yeah, the surgeon just turns around and starts, like, power-walking the other way. He's like, I'm out of here. And the janitor's found him down the hall. The surgeon just turns immediately into another room. Janitor follows him in. Wouldn't and- this be a tip to the janitor Ooh. that... You know, maybe this guy's a fucking suspect. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that, that would probably be my first reaction, too. I see somebody's like, hey, look, someone's got killed. Oh, my God, I need some help. And then if he started, like, turned away and started walking away, he'd be like, oh, fuck, I got to get away. That's the murder. And the fact that, oh, you're up here in a floor that's being fumigated, it's supposed to be abandoned, and you're wearing surgical garb. And the fact that there should be blood all over this guy. How yeah. the blood disappears so I fast about, I blows I my mind. About that. Yeah, because he got fucking drenched Bathed in Bathed in it. But yeah. now he's, like, pristine clean. Ugh. So, uh, the janitor follows him into this, like, this room. and The leakiest room in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like another storage room with like a, a storage room in the sink. With like slop sinks but and stuff. But as soon and as he enters like, the drip, room. It's like drip, drip, yeah. drip, drip. Hold on. Let me see if I can still do it. I used to be able to do this when I was a kid. Very nice. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, it's, but it's constantly like going. It's sound effect. <laughs> yeah, a ga- what are they, gaffers? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, Foley artist. That's what it is, Foley artist. There you go. Um, so, yeah, so this room can't be any bigger than, like, a 10 by 10 at best. Yeah. At best. And this, he, as soon as the janitor walks in, the surgeon's gone. He's gone. like, hello. Just gone. Hey, where'd you go, man? And he was pretty hot on his heels. Yeah, like, he was, like, on the guy's heels. He might have, been, might as well have been fucking him up the ass. He was that close to the <laughs> guy. Uh, so, so apparently the, the surgeon can't turn invisible. Because the janitor starts spinning around, calling out for the surgeon, and the camera pans around, showing the room filled with shelves, gas, chemical bottles, all the shit. Nowhere to be seen as the surgeon. Uh, there's obviously no place to hide from what we see. But yet now, the surgeon, who's wearing large, heavy-duty rubber gloves, just pops up behind the janitor, grabs him by the back of the neck, and shoves the head, janitor's head into the sink, which happens to be filled... With acid. With green acid. Again, what is wrong with this hospital that they just have a <laughs> sink filled with acid just sitting around? Sure. <laughs> so the janitor's face burns off, and the next time we see it, it looks like a half-dissolved Alka-Seltzer tablet or something. Yeah, that's a perfect description. <laughs> it looks like someone smeared Alka- like half-dissolved Alka-Seltzer just all the way down his face. It looks pretty bad. <laughs> so after this murder, surgeon then bursts out into the hallway and just he loses his shit. He starts he screaming. He goes crazy. He's like bananas. And he's just like pounding on the wall, he's screaming, just, ah, his head. just bashing against the wall. Just it looks like he really struggled. He really didn't want to kill that janitor, but he had to. I guess that's like the, I don't I don't know why he's doing this. I don't know why either. Is he having like an emotional conflict? Is he just freaking out? You would think so, but it's the only time he has any right. kind of problem with killing. Yeah, was the Jenner, his friend, or he something. He really <laughs> didn't want to kill Pee Wee Herman, Bill Nye's son. Bill Nye Herman. Bill Bill Herman. Bill Herman. Bill Herman. Herman Nye. I don't know. Bill Her- William Herman. William Herman. <laughs> Pee Wee Pee Wee Nye. I don't, I don't <laughs> Pee Wee Nye. <laughs> yeah, but he just goes. 
bonkers. Then he just stops. He goes, huh. and he just walks away. And then he see fucking. Like, he, then he has his like dad like walks on a mission like, Argh. like he's like always tense and flexing when he's walking. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Uh, so we cut the tile. The expert at his house with his daughter. The phone rings, but he's like, I ain't fucking answering that phone, dude. And this is where we see. The husband just, he's holding an orange with like a buck knife. Yeah. And he's just. a big ass pocket knife. He's stabbing the shit out of this this orange. He's not peeling it. He's not using it to like get ready to eat an orange. He's just stabbing, slowly stabbing (laughs) into the orange, twisting it. All the juice is running all over him. And he's just. I know. I think like. That's just going to get hand all sticky. What the fuck is going on with this guy? That's a a creepy motherfucker. And we see Sue's on the other end. Calling from payphone from the hospital. Uh, at this point, time passes. It's now nighttime. Uh, Jack's asleep in the car. Uh, inside, Susan comes to what I can only describe as the most depressing hospital room ever. Because she finds, like, these four old men, each hooked up to, like, machines. Like, they're breathing hard and heavily. They're all struggling to breathe. Yeah. And they look like they're on death's door. Uh, I mean, hell, like, they've knocked on death's door. Death has answered the door, and all they have to do is, like, step inside. Right. And that's how depressing these guys look. It's awful. I see people like that every day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, the sixth sense? I see dead people. <laughs> I do. <laughs> they just don't know it yet. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Oh, way to bring down the tone. Yeah. Bring, down, bring the mood down. Okay, okay. Yeah, Live it up, people. All right. So, Susan is now approached by Dr. Beam, who tells her to look for Jacobs in the doctor's Dude, lounge. Dude, he was on her, like, white on rice. <laughs> this, like, she's looking in the room, and then all of a sudden he comes up and he's like, can I help you? Are you lost? And, dude, he's got his chest against her shoulder. He's, like, like, puffing out. He's, like, <laughs> right on top of her. I'm like, he's peacocking. He's like, can I help you? Yeah, I mean, she's a... She's a she's he like, might as well be flexing the doctor lounge is that way. <laughs> the beach is over there. Kissing his bicep. You, you can't uh, see the bicep you know. flex we're doing, but, yeah. <laughs> Just imagine me being very muscular. <laughs> Because I am. <laughs> All right, Scott Steiner. All right. Uh, so in the doctor's lounge, Susan meets Harry. They chat up a bit. Uh, and he ends up telling her that he'll help her get the te- her test results. So she doesn't have to wait around any longer. And the two of them go back to Dr. Jacob's office. He gets her x-rays, looks at them under the light. Now, uh, mind now, you, these are these swapped x-rays. The one. And now I am no medical expert by any means. But these x-rays are fucked up. I mean, they don't even look humanly possible. I think the filmmakers just x-rayed a pile of garbage. <laughs> because it there's... There's you, like a shoe in there. There's like a, a, can, license a cantaloupe, plate. like a curled up curl of rope or something. I, a couple it, luau lays. Yeah, these x-rays make zero sense <laughs> like, whatsoever. Her intestines are everywhere. They are. <laughs> I mean, it just looks retarded. <laughs> I'm looking at that and I'm like... I, I, <laughs> What? Is that a shoe? Yeah. You know? <laughs> what is going on? I know. It's the worst. I can't. It's, it's so comical bad. Uh, so Harry tells her that she has a, he, she has to have a doctor look them over before she can leave and explains her that he's only like an intern or something like that. Um, so now they go to Dr. Saxon's office. You mean Dr. Sexton? Dr. Sexton. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. not Saxon. Sex, sex man. Yes. My yeah. God. Creepy doctor. Dude, this, uh, this guy is... He's something else. <laughs> so we first meet Saxon as he's removing the same surgical mask and head wrap that the killer was wearing, Ooh. places them in a desk drawer filled with surgical cutting instruments, 
And I just can't help but think of how unsterile that is. Uh, and plus, why don't they just throw those things away? I mean, they're made to be one and done. You throw them away. Well, it depends. There are surgical tools that you... you know, Not the tools. I'm talking about the mask, the, 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 oh, the yeah, face mask, mask and yeah. the head wrap. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. thrown out. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about yeah. the, the expense, like this no. cutting tools. Um, so the doctors exchange some inaudible words. Harry leaves. Saxon takes over. They, he looks at the x-rays again. Uh, and now, again, I notice how dark his office is. And, like, he's in this office working, and it's, like, completely dark. So I don't think anybody in this hospital likes lights. Either that or they're, the hospital's, like, really desperate to lower their energy bill. Dude, the the whole movie, it's so dark. It is. It's incredibly it's like, dark. all they rely on is natural light. Yeah. You know, and then, like, maybe a one or two light switches for the whole hospital. It's so retarded because hospitals are fucking bright. Yeah. Like, blindingly Exactly, and this is just so, yeah, it's bullshit. I I really hate that shit. Like, come on, I know you're trying to add, I'll get to it later, fuck it. Uh, So, Saxon then excuses himself. Susan just like, you know what, I'm going to use his phone. (laughs) And it's like, all right, he picks up his phone. She calls Tom again. This time the daughter picks up and tells Susan, oh yeah, daddy just left me here to go out on his own. Which never comes back. Never does. Do you think, okay. Never does. All right, so dad left. What's he gonna do? Is he gonna go to the hospital? Is he gonna do this? What's gonna again, happen? Again, they're tr- they're trying to make all these different people look like it could be the killer, but they did a piss poor job. Really piss poor job. Because okay, you're not you're supposed to be like, oh, the the husband we just saw the knife is now left and darling, oh, he could be at the hospital. But we've already seen the doctor kill people. Yeah, like, you know, like or the murderer kill people while he was there cutting right. orders. So I'm yeah. Like, well, it's not him. It's just like, hey, let's just make this guy even more of an asshole and bad father. Let's just have him ban his daughter. Uh, so the door opens and in comes two nurses, Dora and Kitty. Now, one of them looks freakishly tall and like, it almost looks like a man in drag. It's, yeah, yeah. She's, she, she's giant. Got, she's got some pretty harsh uh, masculine features yeah. on her face, too. But yeah, it's, it's like her, like the doctor is henchmen. Yeah, they're, they're, they're his henchmen. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they're just like sexy henchmen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're the muscle. <laughs> so, so the nurse is down. <laughs> Let's get her. Now we're seeing a porn. Like this is porn esque. There's elements of there that. Are, like, they, they come up. Yeah, there's definitely real some, definitely like, porn soft elements. Core elements going yeah, on. Yeah, that comes up later. Uh, so the nurses ask Susan to come with them, and they take her to see Saxon, who is in an exam room. Uh, which again is weird. Like, why didn't Saxon say, "Hey, you know"? We have to go to the exam room and follow me. Like, well, I don't know. It no, she's got to be led by his fucking minions. His minions. You know, and, and when they walk her in, and they're on each side of her, like, security. It's like they're walking to death row. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're not letting this bitch get away. No. You know? uh, and so, he's like, okay, you know, Bunny and Trixie, you can Dora, go now. Dora and Kitty. What? <laughs> close <laughs> no that's Doria. yeah uh so he tells like hey uh we have to run more tests uh because the results are inconclusive uh, color me shocked that the doctor couldn't make a make out anything from those garbage x-rays right i mean <laughs> the, what are you even looking at um uh, so susan gets up say say this whole thing is just a simple formality that she just needs a medical certificate for her new insurance due to a recent promotion so that's the whole reason behind these tests in the first place the nurse leaves, and Saxon has Susan stripped down for her exam. She changed my uh, uh, this changing curve, which is backlit, uh, and you know, so, so we a see sexy her silhouette, se- show. sexy shadow, and creepy Saxon just watches her undress. Uh, and then in comes Doctor Beam. They talk about miss- the missing Doctor Jacobs. While Saxon shows him the X-rays, 
Beam leaves as Susie gets on the exam table. And as soon as she sits on the table, Saxon just boop, takes her just gown takes right off. Takes her gown off. Leaving her completely around. naked except for her underwear. It's like, why even bother? Yeah. <laughs> like, Give me that. He just, he's, dude, he's just such a creep. I mean, talk so about. So creepy. He's looking in her eyes the whole time, like, so intensely. Yeah. And there's no music at this point. No, either. there's no music. It's just dead air. Hit, like, him being rapey, creepy, you know, this is for medical purposes. Yeah, and like the, the creepiest, one of the creepiest things about it is like, okay, he takes the gown off, which is so weird. He, you, I think they're like, okay, please remove your gown. So they had the paper. But uh, then he starts like playing with her hair. Like he takes her hair yeah. and like parts it and then places it in like over her shoulders in front. So it's not any, like, what? Why are you playing with her hair? I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this is medically important. So, um, now this like, we've already talked about how creepy this is, but it's oddly sexual too. Uh, and first of all, I I've never had to be naked to get my blood pressure taken by the blood pressure cuff. I've never so, been naked for that. Yeah, what he's doing is just a we're talking basic head to toe you know assessment. It's like what nurses and my yes. doctor's like the doctor says like let me get your heartbeat your vitals real quick. And he he's doing that with only she has to be naked for some and reason for this. He's listening to her uh, lung fields on the back, and he's listening with his stethoscope. He's like, breathe in, and the whole breathe time out. he's looking right in her eyes, yeah. and she's like, <sighs> breathe out. And they're just and again, no, 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 no music. music. It's, and they're just I they're like faces are so close to each other. They're looking at each other's eyes. I'm just like kiss, fuck, yeah, it, do it, something. It's, it's really. Because awkward and weird. All of a sudden, this is becoming a porn. Yeah, it's one. It's one step away from porn. Uh, however, I will say I'm kind of glad she's naked because Barbie, Barbie Ben has a great body and some really nice tits. Great tits. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Barbie Ben's got some beautiful bosoms. <laughs> bosoms. Bosoms. Uh, so Saxon has her lay down and then begins to f- just feel up her leg, which. I, I what he's searching for, I have no clue. He's just like, I need an excuse to fill your legs up. I don't know what he's looking for either. So, as if things weren't creepy enough at this point, we see how the drunk patient from the elevator, he's like leering through the window watching it's like this. Peeping Tom. While he's drinking like a fifth of lick booze or something. Yeah, he's like a thing of night, like a pint of nitrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of hospital is this? I know, his hospital is like so bad. So how, uh, he gets caught by a nurse. He's like, oh, okay. How do I get a job there? Yeah. <laughs> that's where I want to work. This place is nuts. <laughs> Except for all the killing, you know, that's yeah. the one thing I might want to avoid. But uh, other than that, I want to work there. So how, if he gets busted, he starts walking back to like his ward. Where that means. And then he, he, he comes across this other pretty woman in like a pink robe. Who and he just like he starts like sexually harassing her. Yeah. He bumps into her and starts like grabbing at her and Grab- stuff. And he's like chasing her. She's trying to walk away. He's like, all right. He's so, and then he gets out. sidetracked again because he, he takes him back past the door. He's like, oh, he starts spying on back Barbie to, Benton again. Back to peeping Tom again. Yeah. So this exam goes on for a while. Like it goes. It's an it's extended. Like, yeah, it's a long scene. Yeah, and it's it's just, oh, like. Sexual tension, you can cut it with a scalpel. Scalpel. Uh, so afterwards, Susan is taken to her, her, her room, her the bed in her room, which she shares with these three old, super crazy, creepy women dude, the crazy Catholic, the crazy gypsy, and the crazy wasp. Yeah, you know, it's like that's what I got. I was like, okay, we got a wasp, we got a gypsy, and we got a Catholic. Yeah, that's a great, yeah, they walk into a bar, gypsy. you know, it's like I feel like this is a setup for a joke. Uh, so. Now we go to the cut to the killer surgeon pushing some sort of bin on a cart down a dark hallway because this hospital has no lights. 
and it's got four bloody arms just sticking out of it. Like, he didn't even try to cover it with a sheet or no. hide it. He's like, I'm just pushing a cart down the middle of a ho- hospital who's, hallway are, Whose with arms, arms are they? Are they Bill Nye and Peter Herman's kids? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, and, just and arms. The, when he's pushing down, the music's like, <laughs> like that creepy, operatic kind yeah. of music. I'm like, like huh? I was going to come on it later because it comes up really, it gets really intense later in the movie. But the music, a lot of times, is like this whispered Latin chanting going on. It, yeah. It's like... It's really weird, and it is kind of creepy, but, yeah, it's just odd. So, back at Tom's house, Tom play, is home. He, he's back home now. He places a blanket Stabbing over his... more oranges. He places a blanket over his sleeping daughter, and then he grabs a knife off the coffee table, and he leaves again. It's like, oh, honey, I'm home, but I, just because I forgot my knife, I gotta leave again. <laughs> I gotta go fuck up some watermelon, <laughs> some cantaloupes, I mean... Got some produce to cut up. Some fruit that's been... <laughs> Fucking give me the fucking business. I'm gonna go take care of it. <laughs> give me the business. So we're back to the, the room in the house where that that's filled with like these, these was just animal cages filled with guinea pigs and then various glass beakers with like various <laughs> colored liquids in them. Yeah, it's like the weirdest room. And then and a Bunsen burner. And a Bunsen burner. And then there's just this woman sitting in a typewriter typing. typing away. I was like, what is what is this room for? <laughs> what kind of room is this? <laughs> like animal testing, chemical mixing, and like. Data entry or something. <laughs> like, what is going on? We, we just don't have a lot of room for this stuff, so we're just going to make this a big utility. <sighs> so, she's typing up these like, medical reports, and the closet door next to her opens up a crack, and we see a gl- rubber-gloved hand like kind of creep the, out. The killer's hand. Yeah, yeah. killer's hand. Uh, but in comes Nurse Nancy and asks this woman, Susie, which is bullshit. You have Susie and a Susan in the movie. Get a more creative name there. Uh She's like, hey, come get coffee with me. She's like, no, I can't. I got to finish Susan's, Jeremy's report. Um, so Nancy leaves. Susan goes, Susie goes back to typing. She's pretty good at typing. She's fat. But she's also just be going. You don't see what she's typing. She just be clacking away on buttons. The clacking sound to me was impressive. It could also have been added in post. Whatever. Yeah. Still impressive. All right. Whoever was doing the typing, impressive. Impressed. Uh, so Susie takes a break to hang up her sweater in the closet, which is now empty. Uh, and she goes over to this large cabinet, takes out several vial, like blood samples, like vials of blood, which again, hold on. Why huh? in the hell would there be blood in this closet? It's not a lab. Yeah, it's, it's not a lab in any way, shape or form. And I also don't blood samples have to be stored in a cooler. No, I mean, don't they, I always thought they were in a cooler. Every time I donated blood, they're always like, Oh, we put them in a cooler and, Everything's in a cooler. Plus if you're donating blood. Now, if they're just blood samples, you just have to, they just, you know, you put them in the test tube, roll them back and forth so it mixes with whatever chemical you're testing it with, and then you just, I guess, All right. send, well, I, I will stand corrected on that. Uh, but yeah, she just pulled, I, I still think it's fucking there's blood samples in this class in the first place. Yeah, so. that's weird. Uh, so. I, I don't get it. It's just, uh, and so she closes the cam door, and behind the door, there's the killer surgeon. Uh, her back starts, so she doesn't see him until it's too late. The surgeon comes up from behind her, grabs her, throws her into the closet, and then just brutally just stabs Again, the shit out of her. brutally stabbing. I mean, she's screaming. There's blood everywhere. Oh, it's, it's vicious blood. And he turns around, and he's spotless. Yeah. This time spotless. he is. This time he's spotless. Oh, and this is another thing I want. I forgot to mention this. I wanted to make a point of this. Oh, when, go ahead. So we've seen him stab two women now brutally yes. with his right hand. Come down, stabbing, right hand stabbing. 
when he switched out the x-rays for Susan Jeremy, yeah. he wrote Susan Jeremy on there with his left hand. Did he really? Yes, he did. I didn't notice that. I did, and I was like, huh, look huh. at that. Maybe just ambidextrous. Maybe he is. Yeah, <laughs> talented, this one. Ambidextrous killer. Well, I mean, I, we had a friend. I remember um, we had an old friend of ours growing up who he was right-handed, but when we, I played soccer with him, but Scott, uh, but he was left-footed. So maybe like he he writes up hand, but his he's his killing arm, his killing arm, his killing arm. <laughs> I got my killing arm. <laughs> his here. killing arm is right handed. Left hands for finesse, <laughs> right hands for power. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, anyway, so yeah, she's dead. Uh, after the death, the surgeon swaps out. Uh, the surgeon swaps out Susan's report with a fake one, then rushes out of the room. Um, and then like immediately in comes Harry. Immediately, immediately takes the report. And I have a comment on this later. Just try to remind me to bring that one up. Uh, at, and uh, he leaves. Harry takes report to Dr. Saxon and Dr. Beam. They all look it over. They talk about how nothing is making sense and that the symptoms are all wrong. Meanwhile, Nurse Nancy comes back to bring Susie coffee. And Susie's bloody body falls out of the closet into Nancy, who screams, runs for help. But, of course, she runs right into the surgeon. The surgeon attacks going, going, her. Help, help. Susie's been killed. And yet nobody in the hospital seems to notice or care or the fact that it's just an empty hospital. This is awesome, though. She <laughs> starts freaking out. She's, she's like, come with me. He grabs his stethoscope, puts it around is her that neck. Is that what he strangled? I, I was trying to figure out what he strangled with. He I strangles. He, he smashes against the wall. And he's like kind of smushing her against the wall yeah. pretty good. Strangling her. She falls down. He scoops her up. Throws her in a wheelchair. And I he love goes, this. Get out of here, bitch! Just, <laughs> I thank you. Okay, he doesn't actually say "get out of here, bitch," but I love it. I laughed at you. He puts her in a wheelchair and just pushes her down the hall, and then just in a random room, just shoves her. And just like, keeps on shoves walking. Shoves her violently. Just, <laughs> just shoves it in there and just keeps strutting away. I know. And like, and like I swear to God, he's just like, "Get out of here, bitch!" I mean, that's, that, that's like you can tell. Obviously, like that's like his his non-verbal. Of thought. Oh, yeah, he, it's not said. It's but so I wore my. I was like, I, "That's that's like the funniest part of the movie." That's like, the boom. best. <laughs> I love it so much. So, Saxon, now, he goes to see Susan with nurses Dorian Kitty and tells <laughs> Susan that she has to stay for a couple of days for observation. Um, after he leaves... More, more sexy observation. Yeah, more, <laughs> more sexy. Uh, so, Saxon leaves, and the three old creepy women start talking to Susan, and they get even creepier and weirder than like, you would even think possible. Because uh, they say things she like... She looks so young and healthy. How uh, is she, she sick? Yeah. She's like young and pretty on the outside, but old and rotten on the inside. And then another one says, I wonder what they will say standing over her corpse as her bones decay and organs rot. And her blood is as malignant as slime. Yes! Who? What the fuck? <laughs> God damn, these bitches are dark. Like... <laughs> Why would you even say that? What kind of old women are these? Yes. It's like, <laughs> the reason it's like the Catholic one is she's holding a rosary. The gypsy one looks like he's straight out of like Romania. She, and she's just like, the whole time she's and like she's clanking clank, spoons together. She's clanking these spoons. And then the other one is just some old lady looks up and just like, it's called the wasp. Yeah. Because she just looks like a Protestant, you know? Yeah. They're all just these angry, bitter old white ladies who are like. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the third shade. one that wasn't one, that's a man in drag. That is definitely a dude in a wig. I I didn't notice. It wow. is. That's crazy. It's a man in a wig, but Weird. still, it's like why? Yeah, like I can't. Bu- I thought it was B. Arthur. 
<laughs> oh god, there would have been B R that I've been all oh. zing. Oh, they just had the, like all the oh, golden, the golden girls. girls. All the golden girls <laughs> been been the crazy women. Just Stella, Blanche, Betty White, <laughs> whoever she was. Dude, that'd be awesome. Rose. Rose. Rose, thank you. Yeah. Oh my god, that would have been hilarious. <sighs> um, so anyway, having the enough of these three crazy ladies. Susan tells him, like, to shut up. She leaves the room only to bump into Harry in the hallway. They talk about all the weird stuff that's been going on with her today, and he tells her that, hey, you know what, I'm going to help you out here. And he takes her Dr. Jacobs' office again to look through the file. Yeah, he's like, don't worry, girl, I got your back. We're yeah, going to get you out of we're here. We're going to get this figured out. So he finds her file and tells her not to worry that he'll have her out of here in no time because someone's just trying to play a prank job on her you're yeah. getting fucked it's with it's a con job you'll be out of here in no time yeah. kiddo so harry sends her back to her room goes to talk to saxon saxon is not in his office but the phone rings so he answers it anyway and he's caught up to some other floor like i don't know probably the ninth floor again who knows <laughs> um so outside jack finally wakes up and he goes inside to check on susan he gets you no know, yeah it's been Hours. It's been hours. Yeah. Several hours. It was daytime when he dropped her off. Is now nighttime. Yeah, and he's just like, that's it. I'm not standing there for this anymore. It's yeah. Like, Dude, talk about the patience. Yeah. <laughs> he gets oh directions to the eighth floor. Uh, and supposedly it's supposed to be has only been two hours, but it's been a lot longer than two hours. Still two hours. It, it's the, yeah. I'm be sitting in the car for two hours just holding my dick. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> uh so it, After yeah. about 15 minutes, i be like, what's going on? Yeah. That's it. I got shit to do. Let's <laughs> let's move. Come on, people. So Jack runs into a doctor and one of the nurses we saw before. I don't know which one it was. And uh, not the Amazon one, but the other one. And he asked for Susan. And he's told that she's under observation. Now, I have an audio clip for this because I thought it was absolutely hilarious the way Jack responds to this, but I don't know if anybody else is going to appreciate it as much as I am. So I'm not sure if I can play it or not. I'll play it. You want me to play it? Play All it. right, I'll 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 play it. Susan Jeremy, I've been waiting for two hours. Well, I don't know whether she can receive visitors or not. What? How come? Well, Kitty, he wants to see Miss Jeremy. Are you a relative? What the hell do you mean? Better check with Doctor Saxon. What's going on here? Well, you see, she's under observation. Observation? Well, what does that mean? It means she's under observation. Well, it explains everything. Where? Yeah, so I don't... I, I get. I can see how people might not understand this, but I love the way that he... When they tell him twice that she's under observation, like, oh, that explains everything. Like, it's not, like, sarcastic enough in the way he delivers <laughs> right. it. It actually sounds like, oh, I get it now. Now I get it. Now I understand it. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> Like, I, get, I think it was supposed to be, like, oh, that explains everything. More, but it's just like, oh, I totally get it now. Thank you. Yeah, there's, like, no sarcasm. None. Yeah. So that's, that's why I find it so hilariously funny to me. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else would appreciate that, but I got a kick out of it. And it's my show, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my show. I'll play shitty tits if I want to. to. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Uh, Jack enters uh, Susan's room. She explains to him what's been going on. And he's like, I feel fine. I just want to go home. So he's like, all right, let's just go home then. Like, As she could. Yeah. As she has the right to do. Dude, in this movie, I don't know if it was because she's a woman, if it was the 80s, or just what was going on. But, like, none of this should have, it never should have escalated to this. Like, it's, there's no way. There's yeah. no way this would have happened. I don't think they had any, uh, 
uh, medical, uh, what do they call it, uh, consultants, consultations or anything on set. Mm-hmm. Experts like, hey, let's get this accurate. Right, right, right. Like, no, we're just going to make up whatever you want. <laughs> You're a doctor. You can do what you want. Yeah. Doctor <laughs> Coup de Grout or Coup de... Shit, they're not Coup de Grout. Uh, I'm Cor- a doctor. Cor- Cor- I... Blanche? Cor- is that what it is? Cor- Blanche? I... Yeah. Cor- yeah. Blanche. Whatever. I'm a doctor and I have a solution for a woman's <laughs> mouth. Do my... what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say my dick. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, the views expressed by her not necessarily <laughs> represent the views. That ex- uh, anyway, so uh, they, they, the two of them make it to the elevator, but as soon as the elevator doors open, off comes Saxon and his his muscle dude. This two like nurses who don't do anything but just follow him around and like look sassy. Yeah, you know? like that's their job. And uh, I don't see him taking care of anyone. No, <laughs> he orders the nurses to take Susan back to her room. Susan tries to struggle, but the Amazon just too much, and she she gets nowhere. Uh, and Jack just stands her this whole time like a bitch. Yeah, he does absolutely what a, what are you nothing. Doing? And she's like, "Help, help!" Yeah. And he's not like, even Whoa. after she screamed for help, to, you know, and watch this woman get manhandled. Does she, he's like, does he finally say do something? He's like, "Uh, what, what, what's going on, Doc?" Like, what? yeah, and he's like, "I'm taking over here." Like the doctor Sexton is. <laughs> Saxon yeah. is being like a fucking douche. And even when Jack does try to step up and, and, and get involved or, you know, man up, he, even that is so bitch-esque, it's pathetic. Like, he's such a bitch in this movie. So Saxon tells Jack to sit on the bench and wait, and he's like, okay. And yeah, he does, yeah. Like, whatever you say. Go sit down. Now, I haven't commented on this yet, so I'm going to now, because I this is where I specifically noticed it. Susan's hospital gown and robe must be from the Victoria's Secret hospital collection. Right. Her robe and gown is more like a mini skirt or like a mini dress. I have never seen gowns or robes this short in a hospital. Uh, and it's even more noticeable that because she's the only one wearing something this short. Everybody else has got like full length gowns on, but her is like, nope, we're sexing her up. Hello, patient. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and all the patients are wearing full like pajamas. Right, like pants, robes. tops, robes, like, like neckties. Yeah, <laughs> clip on ties. And she's like in the skimpiest little outfit they have. It's like made of paper. Yeah. It's so thin. Uh, now, a voice comes over the PA telling Jack to pick up the hallway phone. Uh, and the voice on the other end t- s- tells Jack something. I don't know what. And it makes him wander, wander off in search of Dr. Saxon. Uh, I think, but I, I don't really have a clue what's going on. I don't really care either. It doesn't yeah. make sense. So Jack heads off into the nearly pitch black stairwell because, again, all hospitals no hate bright lights. No fucking lights anywhere. And this house has zero regard for safety whatsoever. Uh, into the hall, he bumps into Hal, who is still drunk. Uh, and Hal watches stares at Jack as he ascends the staircase. Uh and he comes out on the ninth floor, which is now filled with fog for some reason. I wrote, but fumigation I, I guess again, it's more fumigation. Maybe. But yeah, it look it's so foggy now. Mm-hmm. Um, he crosses paths with the three old crazies. Who? Why are they up here now? No idea. They're just that wandering around looking for Doctor Jacobs. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, and by the way, they're wearing fur coats. <laughs> <laughs> Because why the fuck not? Well, because minks are made for for coats. They're, they're, that's why they're here. Maybe there's a PSA about how we need mink in life. There's these women in this scene. Like they at this point remind me of like the creepy, scary twins from The Shining. Like they're just walking around hallways. Like 
And so, will you play with me? Like, Dr. Jacobs? Yeah. Are you Dr. Jacobs? Dr. Jacobs? Like, it, it, it's so weird. Like, nobody's keeping tabs on these women. These no. women should be, like, in the psych ward under constant, like, observation. And why are they sick? Yeah, they look like they're, they're, they're just walking old. around talking. They're just old. If they're senile or, or, or have delusion or, like, uh, 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 dementia. Dementia, thank you. <laughs> uh, you sure you don't suffer from that yourself, <laughs> They should be under surveillance and care, not just left on their own devices. Uh, so... Jack continues on the way, and he comes to room 911. So, oof, that's a bad omen. Uh, <laughs> he goes inside, and never forget. And- <laughs> you know what? I said the same thing when I saw that, too. I mean, this movie was made in 81, but I still was like, 911. Never forget. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was an inside job. <laughs> so, the room is completely dark. I mean, pitch black. And then he hear- Jack hears a man's voice whispering somewhere in the room to him. He's like, he's like come here. Come closer. And this fucking mook does it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but god damn, how much more ominous does a situation need to be for you not to go check it out? Right? Jesus. Yeah, he's like, let me go let me go and snoop around in here. This is just screaming, bad things are about to happen to you, Jabroni. It's just Oh pitch black room. <laughs> come here. Yeah. Come inside. And then a light comes on in the corner behind a changing screen. Again, backlighting it. And the whisper, whispering voice continues to bait him closer. And then a silhouette of a man in a wheelchair it rolls into view behind the screen. Uh, and it's important to note here that it is a complete side profile. Complete side profile that we see from the, the backlit. Yeah, and it looks limp and dead. Limp. Right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, you're seeing, you hear this creepy whisper. Oh, it gets, In comes the wheelchair of a limp dead and now body does the, the, Yeah, I'm going to go walk the, towards that. Now he's the the, 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 the the voice creepy. What he starts saying is even creepier because he's like getting lost. He's like, how does Susan feel to the touch? Like, what's she act like during sex? Like, do you get a touch in all of her secret places? All her secret places. And, and he's like, well, I guess better keep going. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Dude, uh, totally. So, <laughs> he steps I'm around fucker. the screen and finds the man in the wheelchair is dead, covered in blood, and has, like, this giant knife sticking out of his chest. Now, this is where I remember, remember the side profile, because the bullshit problem I have this is that when we see the body backlit, there's no knife sticking out of the guy's chest, which we would clearly see the shadow of that, given that angle. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. And then when he comes around the corner, it's like a fucking sword sticking a, out of the yeah, guy. Yeah, it's a massive knife. You would have seen that in the silhouette. So anyway, the surgeon then sneaks up behind Jack with a powered bone saw. Jack falls back onto the body as the surgeon goes goes in for the kill. And then just wiggles around going, no, yeah. no, no. Just, the just, camera cuts ugh. away to like we go back to the other side of the, the screen. And we just see Jack's death in silhouette. Again, I have problems with this too. First one, one, how long does that power cord got to be for him to get? Uh, unless he's like some like super massive industrial like extension cord, I don't think that bone saw makes it that far I across the room. Same thing. I was like, if you just take a few steps away, you're gonna be okay. Yeah, and sex gonna run out of juice. Yeah, and and second, how the hell did the surgeon get behind Jack so goddamn fast? Because. When we see, he had to have been the one that pushed a wheelchair. Right. And the wheelchair comes on from the left, left. side of the screen. Mm-hmm. And then the surgeon, the surgeon pops up from, from the, the right. right side of the screen, like, instantaneously. So apparently this guy has the powers of invisibility and teleportation. Hmm. Back in Susan's room, Susan's sleeping in her bed. 
The surgeon enters the room carrying a large red box with ribbon on it, places it on her nightstand, uh, and leaves. The moment he leaves, she wakes up. Sure. Sees the box. She opens it up, and to absolutely no one's surprise, inside is Jack's severed head. Knew that one. Saw that one coming a mile away. She screams, flips out, and apparently Jack's severed head needed air needed to breathe because you can clearly see air two air holes punched into the uh, the, the the red box he was dropped off oh, in. That's funny. Now I'm guessing it probably could have been for, like the actor inside for that whole head under the table yeah, thing, yeah. but the, the way they shot it, like the close up, they you clearly show like there's two air holes front and center, like staring you right in the eye when they That's show the funny. box. Yeah, uh, it just looks so silly. Uh, so she takes off running and screaming down the halls, and the first room she runs into is sheer bonkers. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I I can't. I don't think I can do this justice. But there's three men. In full body and face cast with various arms and legs up in sling. Traction. Traction. Okay, thank you. And they look like crippled mummies. Yes. And they're moaning and swaying from side to side. As soon as she runs into view, she's like, ah! And there's like, I can't move that much. Hey, like, do you think yeah. you could scratch this for me yeah. to kill me? But God, no, they're all like, wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> so dumb. And if it's, if I'm not mistaken, start the lights like flickering or yeah, something. It's like so, like, it's the weirdest, <sighs> stupidest, yet insanely humorous, humorous really thing. Funny. It's so. Of course, she looks up ah! and Scream. turns and runs away. So now she runs into the doctor's lounge looking for help. Uh, but just like the most, uh, the rest of this hospital is completely dark and empty. Uh, she barricades the door with a chair and hides in the corner. Someone starts rattling the door handle, causing Susan to scream some more. Doors forced open. In comes Saxon and his his goon squad. Uh, Susan frantically tells them about Jack, but of course they don't believe her. So they're like, "Hey, you know, show us." They go back to Susan's room, and the head in the box has been replaced with a Valentine's Day cake in the same red box. So Saxon and the nurses force her. She's crazy. Yeah, they force her back into the bed. Susan accuses Saxon of foul play, saying that Harry told her there's nothing wrong with her and that her files have been switched, that someone's trying to con her. So Saxon asks, what did Harry do with the charge? She tells him she doesn't know, only that he took them upstairs. That's a breach of confidentiality. He's, like, all upset about, like, a small violation when he's basically restraining this woman against her will. Yeah. So he's essentially, you know, kidnapping her. Uh, And then, so, then Saxon tells her, you know, I'll check the photocopies of the records that are stored in the basement in the morning. But she's like, just do it now. Why can't you do it now? So... The nurses then t- get her takes a pill, but Susan, like, fake swallows and pretends to go to sleep. Called cheeking. Ah, thank you. I had to check uh, patients' mouths all the time for psych patients who didn't trust uh, me giving them meds and, you know, take your meds. Okay, let me open your mouth. Lift up your tongue. I had to check to see if they were cheeking meds. Mm. I do it all the time. So once the nurse leaves, Susan gets up. She sneaks out. She heads down the hall to the elevators. But while she's waiting for the elevators to arrive, she hears heavy breathing and someone approaching. Dude. So she hides behind another changing screen, which just so, so happens st- to be conveniently placed in the hallway. And it's so stupid. It is so stupid. Because, guess, you, you can see your fucking legs. Yeah. You're hiding behind a screen. And you can clearly see And your see legs it. are right there. It doesn't make any sense. Nope. And while she's hiding, uh. she decides to start fidgeting with her lighter, which she, of course, drops. 
uh, when she peeks out to see the surgeon stand there. Hearing the lighter drop, you know, the surgeon's like, huh? And starts going her way. Walking the slowest Slowest. walk. And he's breathing. I'm not exaggerating this. Like, (sighs) 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 every step he's taking, he's breathing that hard. And there's music going, (sighs) as he's walking. (sighs) (sighs) It's slowest steps. She's. Fuck! What yeah, is it, it, happening? Yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous. It's it's trying to build this tension, and she sees the lighter on the ground. He's walking ever so slowly past the changing screen. Yeah, and his foot's coming close to the lighter, and she, I guess she starts trying to get the lighter with her foot. Yeah, that's what she's to doing to pull it towards it so he doesn't step on it. But she's constantly like. Put her foot just barely on it, so it's like flopping around on the ground. Yeah, it would make more. It noise. would make so much noise, just... but it guess you can't hear it over his insane breathing. breathing <laughs> yeah. And you know the fucking you know night on bald mountain. I mean, the guy's opera like, music. Yeah, that's happening. the guy's like one step away from Darth Vader at this point. Uh, oh, breathing. it's ridiculous. Yeah. I got, uh, thank God for this pop filter because I got spit all over it, <laughs> breathing like that. Oh, no, that's what they're there for. Yeah. Uh, so even though he, he clearly hears the ladder drop. But he, for some unknown mind-boggling reason, decides not to check behind the oddly placed changing screen. Yeah, doesn't look down, never sees those games. Doesn't even know. And just the elevator arrives, opens with a bang, and he's like, oh, okay. He gets on, doors closed, he's gone. Susan rushes out down the stairwell, and just like the other stairwell, completely dark. And again, she gets grabbed by Hal, who apparently just loves hanging out in dark hallways. <laughs> just getting hammered and hanging out in dark hallways. So now Hal gets real close and personal and pretty pervy with Susan. <laughs> he starts feeling her up and tries to kiss her. She fights him off, runs down the stairs. We next see her entering the archives where she spies on Saxon going through files. And still, no one in his hospital uses lights. You would think that Saxon would turn the lights on in here to make it easier to look through these files and to be able to read them, but nope. He's doing this all in the dark, yet can somehow read the files. And then he hears a noise, which is Susan. He looks up and shines his flash. He has a fucking flashlight! Shines, shines it right on her, and then she kind of ducks, and he's like, I didn't see anything. Why does... I just don't understand. Why does he turn the lights on in the first place? Why would a doctor be carrying on a flashlight with him in a hospital? I know this is a horror movie and it's supposed to be dark. It's supposed to be, and that's supposed to add like fear and tension, but fucking A, <laughs> use it in the right places. You know, I got a, a working hospital emergency would not be this dark or goddamn fucking empty for that matter. There's like nobody here. This entire hospital is running huge, on a huge, it's massive hospital. It's like running on a skeleton crew of like 10 people for a hospital that should be having hundreds of people in it. Where are all the patients that night? It's like dead. Worst hospital ever. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, Saxon is, is like slowly like spinning around the room, circling, shining the flashlight around, and he's about to come full circle. Where they're standing in front of him is the surgeon, right in front of him. Right in front of him. Like, like, how does he not hear him approach? Right. He's he's right on top of him. Seriously. Like arms length. Less than arms. How could how how how? Yeah. And he's holding, like, this metal hatchet. Like, oh, all he, metal. You mean his medical axe? Yeah, I guess that's what it's supposed to be. Like, I guess you use that for maybe amputation, but no, you have a you bone saw. Like, I, maybe in the Civil War days. Right, right, right. <laughs> I have my trusty like this medical axe. Fully stainless steel, like, hatchet. And uh, so Saxon turns around and just gets the axe embedded in the back of his skull. 
Susan watches him get killed and runs out screaming. She gets grabbed by another random doctor and nurses, and they force her onto a gurney, strap her down with leather cuffs and straps. Whole time she's screaming and frantically trying to warn them about the killer, but of course none of them care. They just think she's crazy. This is for your own good. The three crazy ladies are back in their beds now, and they're encouraging the, the staff to like strap her down. It's like, get that bitch! That'll <laughs> shut her up. up. Shut her up. <laughs> and hearing the screaming, in comes Doctor Beam. The nurses tell him that Susan is having another seizure. Which she Susan is like, no, I'm not. Because I'm not having a seizure. <laughs> what clinic in the school did you go to? Yeah, I know. You fucking moron. <laughs> and so the other nurse says she's having a hallucinatory fit, just like last time. It looks like a typical attack of delirium tremens, which for the first time in a while brings us to this week's horrible horror educational moment. <laughs> delirium tremens. It's a real thing. It's also one of my all-time favorite beers. I love it. Good one. And after reading about this and learning about it, it makes perfect sense why it's called that now. <laughs> so, Delirium Tremens, also known as DT, is a rapid onset of confusion usually caused by withdrawal from alcohol. When it occurs, it is often three days into the withdrawal symptoms and lasts for two to three days. People may also see or hear things other people do not. Physical effects may include shaking, shivering, irregular heart rate, and sweating. Occasionally, a very high body temperature or seizures may result in death. Alcohol is one of the most dangerous drugs to withdraw from. Uh, delirium tremens typically only occurs in people with a high intake of alcohol for more than a month. A similar syndrome may occur with... Oh, I'm just going to test my medical pronunciation. Benzodiazepine. Perfect. And barbiturate withdrawal. You nailed it. Uh, signs and symptoms, many symptoms of delirium tremens are nightmares, uh, agitation, uh, agitation, ag- yeah, I mistyped that. Yeah, agitation. You nailed benzo But I missed agitation. <laughs> God damn it. I read my smartness for the day. <laughs> there goes my, my smartness. smartness for the day. <laughs> uh, uh, global confusion, disorientation, visual and auditory hallucin- hallucinations, tactile hallucinations, fever, high blood pressure, heavy sweating, and other signs of autonomatic hyperactivity, fast heart rate, and high blood pressure. These symptoms may appear suddenly, but typically develop in two or three days after stopping of, the stopping of heavy drinking, being worse in the fourth or fifth day. Also, these symptoms are characteristically worse at night. Treatment. Delirium tremens due to alcohol withdrawal can be treated with benzodiazepines. High doses may be necessary to prevent death. Amounts given are based on the symptoms. Typically, the person is kept sedated with benzodiazepines such as uh, diazepam, lorazepam, Ativan. chlor, chloridizoxide, Xanax, and oxazepam. I don't fuck it. Who knows? Uh, in some cases, antipsychotics such as how. Haloperidol may, may be used. Nicknames. I love this. These nicknames are great. Nicknames for delirium tremens include the horrors, the shakes, the bottle ache, quart mania, orc orcs, gallon distemper, orc orcs, O-R-K-O-R-K-S, orc orcs, <laughs> the zoots, <laughs> barrel fever, the 750 itch, and <laughs> pint paralysis, and seeing pink elephants. <laughs> I've heard of uh, the shakes. I know, dude. Sometimes I get the shakes after like going on a bender, and like the next day, you're like, oh, 
you just feel like horrible. So, but yeah, working in a hospital, dude, I worked with a lot of patients with DTs. So, yeah. I just say after hearing, reading that, and like, but I can I get Watterson because she has been screaming, shaking, sweating in the movie. So it, it kind of makes sense, but still, it's like, you're pretty shady doctors. Cause yeah, she's, yeah. She's not like she's coming in drunk or has any history of alcoholism at right, all. <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, moving back to the movie. I guess the doctor's getting even shitty here because Dr. Beam tries to examine Susan, but she bites him in the hand and then tells the other staff to keep her under observation. If she continues to have continues, they're going to have to operate. Operate. operate? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn. These are the worst doctors and ever. They just said she's got DTs. All you got to do is just give her some Ativan. You got to give her lots, <laughs> lots of benzos and you got to monitor her blood pressure and temperature. That's it. What? Even th- Give her some fluids. What would they possibly operate on? Take out her brain. What would they remove? (laughs) Jesus, at this point, I'm surprised the doctor. I want to just give her a straight up lobotomy and call it a day. Dude, I want to work at this hospital. (laughs) You would think their malpractice lawsuits are insane. Their lawyers got to love them, though. (laughs) Woo! Constant business. So, (laughs) Beam tells her to try to sleep. They all leave. Leaving Susan there screaming, and one by one, the crazy babies just start turning the bed lights off, like, fuck you, bitch. And there's like, <laughs> one by one, lights click off and off, leaving Susan alone in the dark. We cut to the surgeon walking down some hallway with a white bed sheet raised Dude, up high is, and stretched up. This seems this is so, so ridiculous. retarded. It's <laughs> it so is. weird. It's so weird. It's like if this guy is trying to stay under the radar or inconspicuous, <laughs> this is certainly not going to help. It's like, woo. <laughs> He's walking down the hall with his hand stretched out, carrying a white sheet in front of him. Yeah, from like, like, it's like from wall to wall. And it's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you people, I think it was a Mission Impossible movie, but they, they do like put up like a, a screen that they project an image on to make it look like the screen, the hallway was continuing all the way, but they kept moving it closer and closer. It kind of looks like he's trying to do that, but there's no image projected on right, this white sheet. White it's sheet. just a white sheet. <laughs> so, some random female... Dressed Doctor, in surgical no. scrubs, who knows? She comes out from some room. She sees this guy. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then the surgeon starts picking up pace. Like, starts closing the gap on her real quick. And she's like screaming, and then like so lazily tries to yeah. lightly jog away. Lightly jog away. If you're terrified, you fucking book it, lady. I mean, come on. First of all, you could easily get away from this guy who can't. One, he can't really see where he's going because <laughs> there's a sheet in front of his face that he's holding up. <laughs> And who runs fast with their arms outstretched in front of them over their head? Like I'm just waiting for them to trip over the blanket. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so the surgeon chases her down a very long hallway. Well, again, this look at this, it just looks so retarded because he's running. So silly looking. And he's running after with the sheet still raised up. <laughs> it looks so silly. It looks so stupid. <laughs> She's screaming. And again, I can't help but notice that not a single person pokes her head out of any of these rooms to see why, who's screaming or what's going on. The surgeon catches her, wraps her up in the sheet, and then sticks her with a syringe filled with some kind of dark liquid. Who knows? Uh, this all happens while it sounds like this, the weird Latin chanting's going on. And the surgeon just walks away, leaving her to stumble around in the hallway like a drunk <laughs> child <laughs> pretending to be with a the ghost. Sheet over. <laughs> it's like, it's like the child playing a ghost. <laughs> she just bounces off the wall, and then she finally falls down dead, and he just leaves her body in the hallway. God damn it. <laughs> so, oh, God. Uh, anyway, uh, so now we cut to Dr. Beam, who's washed his hands in a sink. And he, he then puts on the same rubber gloves that we see the killer wear. So, again, they're trying to 
But then he just he, he looks up at the garbage x-rays on the, the light board, where those the light yeah, things. Yeah. And he stands there looking at the, the garbage x-rays. And then when suddenly he's just stabbed through the back of the neck by some kind of like pointy long piece of metal. I have no idea what it is. It looked like a saw almost. I mean, I thought it was like a tent stake. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I had no idea. And then he while he blood splatters and then he dies, he falls down, more chanting surge. Yeah, he slowly slides down while it cuts open the drape that yeah. he stabbed from behind. It's kinda neat. Yeah. Uh, now we cut to the surgeon walking down a dark hallway, and my God, is he walking slow? I know, like you know, like he's like Jason, Michael Myers, effect, right, yeah. walking slow. But, but oh, Jesus, geez. fuck me! No one would walk this slow ever. <laughs> Jesus, fuck me! I've seen zombies walk faster than this. Hell, the tor- the tortoise from the tortoise and the hairy, like hurry the fuck up, dude. <laughs> he's so. It's like seriously, he's like. Almost like he's walking like a half inch steps down this and, and hallway. It's all heel toe, and every time his heel strikes, it's like roll it all the way down. Now pick up your other foot and heel touch. Yeah, roll the foot all the way. It's oh, so the surgeon now enters Susan's room. She screams when she comes in, and he just wheels her gurney out into the elevator, keeping her, like her mouth covered so the muffler screams. Uh, he takes her to an operating room, places her on the operating table. And once he has her on the table, he reaches out for his surgical instruments. He picks up this thing that looks like a tiny circular saw blade on a stick. Like, I don't know what this thing is supposed to be. But I, I don't know what it is either. Like, I've seen surgical instruments, and it looks like one, but I don't know what the fuck it's for. Yeah, I, it it's, looks, not, it's not a full saw, but it's like if you took, like, a circular saw blade, it cut it in gnarly. half, and then you put it on a stick. Like, that's like what this a, thing is. Yeah, on a surgical instrument. Yeah, it looks gnarly, you know. Yeah. Um. So, then... Susan reaches out, pulls off his mask, reveal to what should be to no one's surprise, Harry. Uh, and Harry says his name is Harold. Again, no one's surprised there. And this is just, I don't know, because and this is just for us stupid audience viewers who don't remember. Uh, we, we get some black and white flashbacks of the very opening scene where, while we get, it's Harry. It's not Harry, it's Harold. Do you remember? Echoes over and over and over again, all these flashbacks. It's not Harry, it's Harold, remember? It's not Harry, it's Harold, remember? It's not, it's just over, it's so. And showing the flashbacks of yeah. the kids. Because, like, we apparently are too stupid to remember this. And this is when I was like, what? What in the what? Okay, hold on. This is where I got some major problems. When she was a kid, she saw Harold. Kill her kid on a coat rack. Yeah. You think there'd probably be some follow-up there, yeah. right? I thought the same thing, like, why is this kid not juvie? Why is it? Well, right. Maybe he was, and we, we skipped over that. But uh, still, it's it, two, this is a traumatic experience that she witnessed as a kid. Now, I know people change and develop in a little bit here and there, but you'd think you'd fucking recognize the person that you had a PTSD moment when from being a child. Yeah. You see him as a grown-up, you'd be like, ah! You make the connection, hi, my name's Harry Harold. It's not a big fucking no, leap. it's not a leap at all. Jesus Christ. And I'm thinking, <laughs> how the hell did this fucking psychotic kid get out of juvie or wherever If and, and then still get through medical med- school? Med- medical school. <laughs> All the time, deciding just on a whim, today's the day I'm going to fuck with Susan again. Yeah, like, how did he know her results were there? How does he know any of this stuff? Like, none of this makes, there's no sense. There's no way he would have known that she had, a, she came there for the test, or that she was coming in today for her results, and to plan all this out, it's, it's, wow. It, it's, there's no way this is possible. So, Susan asks him what he wants, and he tells her, 
He wants what he's uh, same always wanted. Yeah. Her heart. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, <laughs> Harold brings like the weird saw blade thingy down to cut her when the three crazy ladies enter the doorway and say, is that you, Dr. Jacobs? Is that you, Dr. Jacobs? Mind you, Dr. Jacobs is a woman. Yeah. <laughs> the three crazy ladies, again, just show up out of nowhere, but apparently this time they saved the day. And they show them at a distance. They're on the hallway, and it's sure enough, it's just foggy in there for no reason. Yeah. <sighs> so... Uh, she seeing her opening that Harold distracted. Susan grabs some sort of large knife off the tray. It's a fucking stabs, giant it's knife. Like, I don't know what again what they'd be using this as surgery for. She stabs him with it. Just gives her an opening. She runs out of the room. Harold gives chase, pushing past yeah, the old just, ladies. They both just like plow the old ladies over. <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, Susan ends up in another large storage room because God damn this. I mean, let's use storage rooms right again. Fill top to bottom with more glass speakers and vials. Harold enters panting and breathing heavily. He's still got the knife sticking out of him. He's bleeding everywhere. He's looking for her. And like, so the cat and mouse game begins at this point. She tries to climb a ladder. I don't know why or where she thought this was going to lead her. Because like, I'll just climb this ladder to nowhere. But she's grabbed by Harold. And on the very top shelf, Susan gets her hands on a very large uncovered glass bottle that is labeled highly flammable. What the fuck? Why would this be left open, sitting on a top just, shelf in the just hospital? Just a big glass jar of it. Just <laughs> highly flammable. No protection, no coverage, just on the top rickety shelf. Just It's the same shit we saw in, like, what, uh, uh, Horror High, where like, the, the acid is, like, just on a rickety shelf. Like, yeah. Just put it there. That was, like, a joke, though. Like, no, that was stored in a, a chemistry room. It's just stores it. ridiculous. She just throws it down on on And just Harold. pours it all over the guy's face and his head. And he's like, oh, you know, he's he's distracted. Uh, he gets hurt from all it. All I got to say is this hospital better count their lucky stars that Yelp was not around at this time. <laughs> you give me no credit for my joke. <laughs> I, hey, it wasn't bad, but I think it's uh, more of a Angie's List thing. You heard of Angie's List? Yeah. yeah. You think Angie's List better well, than Yeah, that's where you recommend uh, I thought everything you know, was doctors. on Yelp, though, now. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't I always think of restaurants. Always restaurants. Yeah, but you can get restaurants, bars. Oh, well, yeah, actually. Yeah. Angie's List. That would have been better. They have all sorts of things on there. They have, like, I found, like, modeling agencies on Yelp reviews. Like, it weird, like, that came up in a search for some reason. All right. Just, so, like, I don't know. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. My joke's ruined. I hate it. <laughs> I'm never going to do it again. Fuck this. Uh, Susan pours the liquid over Harold's head. We already covered that. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm moving on. So she runs to the fire door and she opens it up as Harold enters the hallway. He starts down towards her. Up she and up she goes until she comes out onto the rooftop. Again, the rooftop. Not let's run out to the first floor and out to get help. Let's run up to the highest point of the hospital where absolutely nobody will ever be. You know, she's been pretty unsuccessful finding help anyway. She's run on the hall like four or five times. Still, I want to try screaming for help. Go so, out to the first floor and get out of the hospital. At least, I've been saying that this whole movie. Yeah. You know, just leave. Anytime you want to leave, <laughs> just you leave. can leave. So Harold manages to climb the stairs and, he, and then he pulls the knife out of his gut. He bursts out onto the roof looking for Susan. She finds a metal pipe, bashes him over the head with it several times. He drops motionless to the floor. She's thinking he's dead or unconscious, so and she's like, that "Same thing I've been saying all the time. You got him on the ropes. You just finish him, fucking up. Yep. Like, hit him into like Negan that shit. You know, <laughs> yes. just keep bashing till there's a bloody stump, bloody pudding on the ground. 
Um, so she tries to step over him, only to get grabbed, of course. She's grabbed by the ankle, pulled down. Harold crawls on top of her. He raises the knife to stab her. She struggles to hold him off while still being able to grab the lighter that she dropped. Loves that lighter. Loves the lighter. Smoking saves. She gets kids. the lighter. She lights it. Sets Harold on fire. Harold jumps up in all blaze. Runs around the roof screaming. And in the last ditch effort to get Susan, he runs at her. She sidesteps him and Harold goes falling over the ledge. Plummeting several stories to the ground below. Smack. And we... We just cut to Susan, fully dressed, exiting the hospital yeah. where she's greeted by her daughter and ex-husband. In the daytime. In the daytime now. Hospital's operating. People are being wheeled Oh, yeah. Sun is alive and bustling. Right? There's people all over <laughs> right? the place now. Now there's people all But no cops. No, no cops. Ambulance, no ambulance. Nothing like that. Just people walking in and out you like hear, it's a you, normal you day. You hear sirens off in the background, but I guarantee it has nothing to do with the dead, burning body on the right? side of the building. It's God. just some guy bringing some... <laughs> So, roll the credits, which are just, which are just an eye-straining blur of nut messiness, and that's that's uh, X-ray. X-ray slash hospital massacre. Uh, so that that that's it. So let's move on to our favorite kills for this week. There can be only one favorite kill. Aaron, what what do you got? <laughs> this movie, god damn it. <laughs> Uh, you know, I do like the way the guy killed, the way he stabbed. He stabbed with some fucking emotion. Yeah. And, like, it looked like he's really stabbing these people. I mean, it was well done. I gotta give him credit there. But I think my favorite kill was strangling the nurse with the stethoscope, <laughs> putting her in the wheelchair, and being like, wah! And just shoving her into her room. I love that kill. It was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite one. Uh. I I hard to argue that man. That's such a good one. Uh, Janitor face acid bath is isn't bad with, his, seen... with his post freak out. Yeah, which was awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, also like the very first one, the kid in the hat rack. Because there's I just I just I can't wrap my head around this. There's so many questions I have answered. I don't have answers about this. I want to know more. <laughs> and it's death by hat rack. That's crazy. Death by hat rack. <laughs> uh, okay. Favorite kill. Oh God. Wheelchair is great. I love nurse in wheelchair. Uh, fuck it. I, I I don't want to say the same as you. I'll go with. I can't go hung a camera because you don't see the death. I, fuck. It. I guess I'll go wheelchair. Strangle uh, yeah, in wheelchair. Yeah, just yeah. throw that her was away. So much fun. <laughs> it is. It was great. Um, all right. So that there it is. We're both same one this week. Moving on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films. They researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Alright, ratings. IMDb gives it a 4.9 out of 10. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there's no thermometer score. Uh, and it only has a 20% audience score. And Amazon, it has a 2 out of 5. Wow, that's pretty low for Amazon. Yeah. Amazon usually, I mean, it's almost always 3. At least 3. Yeah. yeah. You get a 2, ooh, you're doing something wrong, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh... Plot keywords. There were 41, but panties. I didn't. Um, there are panties. Ding, ding, ding. Panties are back. Yes. yes. Panties yes. is one of the plot keywords. Damn, panty lovers. Unite. <laughs> Along with peeping Tom, bare breast, hanged child, child murderer, and surprise ending. Which, there's no. I just read that because I want to comment. This, by no really way, she means a surprise ending. Yeah. There's not a surprise at all in this. 
Again, maybe for the early 80s is a surprise, but even then, it's like, it's pretty damn obvious who, yeah. what's going on here. Uh, moving on to trivia. Uh, for, like I said, this, hosp- this movie has an identity crisis when it comes to names. It has four different titles. This movie has four different titles? It's been known as Hospital Massacre, X-Ray, Ward 13, and Be My Valentine, dot, 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 or else. Ward 13? Ward 13. Ward 13. Yeah. They don't ever, ever... No. The the word war is only mentioned one time when the nurse tells how, go back to your ward. That's it. Never mentioned again. Huh. Yeah. Because they're on the... Excuse me. They're always, like, on the eighth floor or ninth floor. Yeah, so that's it. They'd be like, murder at the ninth floor. That'd make more sense than Ward 13. Yeah. Be my Valentine or else. Yeah. And men... You know, we're doing this movie because it's Valentine's Day and, you know, it. but they really, there's, all the thing that you know about it being Valentine's Day is that there's a few decorations at the hospital. Well, first of all, well, the opening scene is, yeah, is like, like Cupid yeah. threw up in the house or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, other than that, they never mention it. They never reference it. They never kind of come back to it. They, they have that, you know, the cake, the cake in the cake box saying, yeah. so be my Valentine, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. It's very, very, uh sparse on the valentine's day theme right but uh like i said it did come up when i was doing searches for valentine's day horror movies and i didn't want to do you know my bloody valentine either one either one of the the remake or the original because it's everybody knows that one right and the only one i thought about doing would have been the uh uh david Borales brace movie valentine uh which i thought about doing but then i was like you know what i want to yeah. do something odder and weirder that like, that, you definitely so found it so you found one. it you found it uh and other than that we kind of that's pretty much it for Valentine's Day horror movies. Like we did Lovers Lane last year, and then it's that's pretty much it. So anyway, so moving back, going back to trivia, uh, the film was shot at night in an actual abandoned hospital. Uh, uh, now, according to an interview with the director Boaz Davidson, the set was very crowded on the day of star Barbara, Barbie Benton's nude scene when that was shot. So apparently, the set was packed because everybody wanted to see her naked. Uh, which I don't blame him. <laughs> I, I would have been there too if I could have been. Like, yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, apparently Boaz was also a last-minute replacement for the original director who got fired after he failed to provide some money that he promised to put into the production of the film. Uh, Riot director Dave, uh, Boaz Davidson makes a cameo. He's the uh, the suspicious doctor who comes up behind Susan when she's on the payphone and just stands there waiting. Oh, to use yeah. It. That weirdo. Room, with yeah, the beard, the beard. The creepy guy. Just... Yeah, that's, that's him. And look, like, oh, he does look like a Boaz. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, this movie was rushed into production to capitalize on the slasher boom of the 80s. Because, And um, just for, for people, for you film buffs, this is part of the infamous slash famous uh, canon films film catalog oh. so which is another reason why it's so goddamn bad because yeah. it's, it's part of the canon films um now moving on budget i could not find the budget unfortunately so there's no budget game this week um so but that does bring us to five star reviews is this your guilty pleasure five star reviews all right this week only two huh only two not a really a big surprise yes yeah. uh from Do I Need a Pen Name, Great Cheese, <laughs> Well Worth Seeing for Fans of the 80s, five stars. That's it. Boo. And from Mr. Tango, So Awful, So Good, five stars. Now, there were 34% of the uh, reviews on Amazon, which were the most, uh, 
were all one star reviews. Wow. Um, and there was, I think it was like two percent or six percent or something like that. Was like it was six percent for the two five stars. So <laughs> and the rest. So it was five stars and one stars. Huh? It was basically it was no it went uh it was like thirty four percent for like one star. Then it was like I think like twenty nineteen sixteen and then like six or something. Like it was it mm-hmm. going from lowest to highest. Um, but yeah, there was, it was all pretty shitty. So, uh, with that said, let's, uh, wrap, go into our, our consensus here. What's our thoughts here on this one? So bad. It's scary. So bad. It's scary. From I mean, Aaron. It was not a, we've seen movies from the eighties that were done well, that had the mystery, but I mean, there was just so many like moments that were kind of, that didn't make sense when you, when you look back on it. And I think one thing you want, you said you wanted to mention, which I also know. Oh, yes. Was okay. Yes. Doctor. Yeah. When, when. Thank you. He kills Susie, the secretary. Yeah. Plants the evidence that the false evidence mm-hmm. leaves the room, and then obviously because we found out he's Harry later in the movie, he comes leaves the room, takes off his shit, and comes right back in and grabs it. Yeah. That doesn't make any yes, sense. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to comment on. It does make no sense at all. Like one, why if you're going to kill her, okay, but why plant the evidence just to turn around and. Come back and get it. That's so dumb. Why it not just take it with you after you kill her? Why, like, did, I don't... You, why did you even have to kill that lady? <laughs> I mean, I get if you if you needed to plant the fake evidence and you had or, to... Or destroy the original evidence or Or, or, get, or get rid of the original, yeah. but he, you already had the fake one in your hand when you brought why it into the room. Why did you put it in the typewriter? <laughs> just to take it back out. <laughs> just to come back and grab it again. I what? know. I think that's exactly what I was going to comment on. So, okay, you knew where I was going. With that well, it's the yeah. stupidest, yeah, stupidest it's thing. So in the movie. dumb. But it, and and maybe maybe they would just they could have explored that being he had an identity crisis, like he had a split personality or yeah, something yeah. like that. But no, they didn't do any shit like that. And there's too many holes. There, big holes. Big that's a ho- big fucking a hole. This one. Like so many holes with this movie. It just and. You know, if if it could have been okay, it could have been. I mean, I'm not gonna say it was gonna be a great movie, but if just if you just if you just tightened up the writing, it could have been better. So yeah, it just sucked. All right. Um, now see, I was coming into this, I was actually thinking so bad it's good, just because like I was hoping like okay, it's a loss, kind of a long lost war movie. I never heard about it till I was, till I looked it up and started doing it. Um, and first like okay, it's not that bad. I've seen worse. It's not great by any means, but I think I'm going to have to change my answer. Probably so bad it's scary. It, even though I was coming to it thinking I was going to say so bad it's good because I thought it was worth at least a watch. You know, there's some things that are good. Like Barbie Ben's pretty good. Seeing her naked's great. She's hot. The, yeah, the, the three <laughs> crazy women are just They're insane fun. to watch. How? Mm. I mean, and then so. And I get what they were trying to do. Like there were, there is a lot of potential to be had, but they just fucked it up really bad. Yeah, the plot holes are almost inexcusable. The writing's bad, uh, and just the setting. I know they're trying to make a hospital scary, but Halloween two did better. Like that was yeah. much better. Granted, yeah. it's a small hospital in a smaller town, which I worked at having such a small crew. But this being giant, those lights would never be off. There'd always be people around. It doesn't work. Such a gigantic hospital. It's massive. It's it's like thirty floors. I don't know where they found somewhere in L.A. I'm sure. Yeah, it had to be L.A. God damn. I mean, it's so big. You can't. It's hard to get by with the excuse of someone running down the hall, screaming, screaming bloody murder, being yeah. chased by a weirdo with a sheet. You know, and then but for... with, with no no one that you can be like, 
shut up or something. Yeah. You know, like, or the fact that down. nobody ever finds any of the bodies in a hospital. Well, you probably chopped them up and put them in that giant. <laughs> no, even the, well, not the one in the wheelchair. Yeah. You just push them to a random room. Which I love. And the girl in the sheet he left lying in the hallway. I, I, nobody finds the bodies in the. I, I mean, know. the ER is always buzzing. Cops are coming and going. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 a lot happening in hospitals. There's even all even like even for us, like like what at least. I've never worked at hospital. I'm just saying, when I've been in a hospital, and there's at least, I say four, two to four, maybe five night nurses that handle everything. And then when my when you know, when my daughter was born overnight, we had we had the floor nurse was packed in the the, the uh, maternity ward. There's nurses all over the place at like two, three in the morning. So there's no excuse to this. It's just bad. And I'm ranting on about use. This it's so. I'm saying I'm switching my 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 vote to so bad, scary. Boom, boom, done. Uh, notarize it. Uh, <laughs> so no, yeah, notarize, notarize it. it. Notarize it. All right. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Uh, remember in the meantime, check us out our, our Facebook page, uh, YouTube, uh, Google Play, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. We're all there. You can find us. You know where we're at. We're on Podbean too. We're on Podbean as well. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, horriblehorror.podcast.com. Uh, yeah, so in the meantime, watch more horror movies, guys. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Hope Day, get- Moon Goons. Happy Valentine's Day. And, yeah, remember, keep it tight, y'all. <laughs>